You're listening to Ink Studs on CITR 101.9 FM. My guest this week is Mickey Zakili. Uh, her work is the RAV uh, series of Rissograph mini comics, as well as, let's see if I can get the, read the name off of this. The other one, is it Gorilla Biscuit and Joe? What was it called? Oh, there it is. Uh... God, Bullshit like... Frank and Gorilla yeah. Joe. <laughs> Gorilla Biscuit. Isn't that like a shitty punk band or something? I think it is. Yeah. I mean, I can't attest to how shitty they are, but maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, fans of Gorilla Biscuit. I think my brother's <laughs> probably one. Bullshit Frank and Gorilla Joe, uh, Rav, as well as I was going through my stuff, and you are in a shit ton of anthologies, um, including the Monster, the latest Monster uh, from Providence, uh-huh. uh, Mother's News, uh, Sundays, um, the Rub the Blood, and uh, the Thickness Number Two, mm-hmm. and you also did stuff for the Electric Ant Zine, uh, yeah. put together by the fine gentleman known as Ryan Sands. <laughs> and what else am I forgetting? Uh, the Lady Gaga one. Oh, Lady Gaga and uh, Kuss. Yeah. Uh, number was it seven or eight? Uh, the female secrets issue. I think it was eight, but eight. maybe it was seven. The edited once again. No, it was nine. No, it was nine. eight. I don't know. <laughs> Hold on a sec. I'm gonna grab it. Okay. <laughs> I have stacks of comics in here in front of me. Number nine. There we go. Oh yeah, it was nine. It was nine. My bad. Um, yeah. A bunch of comics, a lot of anthologies. How are you yeah. doing today, Mickey? I'm pretty all right. Yeah? Yeah. Um, so I'm curious to kind of get to know a little bit about you, uh, a little bit of background, because like, I'm looking at your work, and I know you're in Providence, and I can kind of get that vibe off your being in Providence. But I also look at the Rub the Blood thing, and I see this ginormous spread of Deadpool and I'm kind of curious where you're coming from. Kind of what were you reading uh, as for comics as a kid, and kind of how uh, you got to where you are. Well, I read when I was a kid. I read a lot of Marvel and Image comics. Maybe that's obvious. I mean, I didn't read them. I just like looked at the pictures. I, I read some of them, but I really liked Deadpool. I I got I started collecting those. I guess I was older. I don't know when that came out, but was it like the Joe Madureira stuff or? It was like the um it was like the Ed McGinnis era. Oh, okay. Uh yeah. That's his name, right? Yep. I think. Yeah. And uh yeah, and then image comics, like uh I read a lot of Savage Dragon. I really like that. Uh yeah. Yeah, Marvel comics I would just mostly look at the pictures because I think I read those when I was younger and then I think I lost interest. Mm-hmm. When Image got cool or whatever. And I felt like that was cooler. <laughs> I don't know. Are they still cooler? Uh, I don't know. Well, James is published by Image, so I guess so. And isn't Brandon or no? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that's cool. But I don't know what the hell else Image is doing besides those two things. But I'm kind of out of the loop. Something tells me it's not really in your wheelhouse of what you're reading right now. Yeah. The other stuff. So... Did you, are you from Providence originally or did you move there? Um, uh, I, yeah, I lived in Massachusetts originally and I moved to Providence in 2002 for school. And that, um, yeah. Did you go to, was it RISD or? Yeah, I went to RISD. What was the choice of going there as a school? Uh, I don't know. I, uh, I didn't really want to go to school when I was, uh, in in high school but then I thought I I don't know I just kind of had to go somewhere and I didn't want to go far because I was like scared of going far you know so I just kind of stayed nearby which was Rhode Island did you like did you have a particular art practice you were doing at the time when you started there Mm, well when I first went when I when I wanted to go to art school uh or whatever yeah, I wanted. I was drawing comics in high school. I think I like bad ones. And then I went to art school so I could do that. And I originally went into illustration, but that program was like the biggest bummer. 
So then I switched to printmaking, which was a lot more useful and interesting and better, I think. <laughs> I don't know. Now, did you know about Fort Thunder when you were moving there, or was it something you kind of discovered while you were... No, I didn't know anything about that until I was like, until like five years after living there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I had no idea what was going on. Uh, I just kind of ended up there. And then I just, I guess, because I stayed here, you know, I met all those kids or whatever, or not all of them, but the ones that are still around. And then the new people that are here. Yeah. What is it about Providence that kind of keeps people there? Is it just cheap living? Uh, it yeah, it's cheap living. Like, there's not a lot of, of jobs, but everyone seems to figure it out somehow. But it's wicked cheap to live, and then, um, it's just like it's wicked small. So it's like, uh, it's just easy to go around, and uh, and you just see everyone that you like like five times a week, you know, <laughs> or more, <laughs> and that's kind of nice, I think. Um. So what did the work that you were doing in school look like? Like, the, what kind of prints were you doing? Uh, I was doing, like, oh, man. I, I The stuff I made in school was, like, I don't know. I got – because I, I, I was into comics before I went to school, and then, like, I wanted to do comics. And then I kind of got, like, pushed into this weird, like, art school vibe thing where – where it's sort of like this feeling it's not I don't know if it's like they teach you this but it's just kind of like this feeling that you have to make things that are important or like mean something yeah <laughs> and so I got kind of like I was like oh, I'm, I have to do this thing that's important so I made all these weird <sighs> drawings and prints that were like heavier I guess but you know empty in that kind of like you're making this work that you feel like you should make and then it's just kind of like it's just embarrassing really <laughs> <laughs> so uh I was doing a lot of that and then actually the minute I finished school I I was just like fuck it and just started making comics again I guess and I felt a lot better were you like forced into covering like particular issues that were particular interest to you or was it just like a formalistic quality um, it was sort of like this, I guess it was like a formalistic quality, but it like, it wasn't even that formal. You could do whatever you, you wanted, but it was just kind of like, there, you know, in like critiques or whatever, they wanted there to be, you know, a reason you did this or a reason you did that or like what your thought behind this was. And then like, because of all the questions you got asked about what you were doing and because you couldn't just say, oh, I just felt like it or whatever. It became a, I don't know, you just got, I just, it was like a snowball situation where I just ended up, where you, one just ended up, or maybe it was just me, I don't know, <laughs> feeling obligated to like, to there being a point to what I was doing or like a reason or, I, I don't know, an importance. Yeah. But. Now, when you got back into comics, um, what kind of work were you doing at this point? This is what, 2006? Uh, it's 2007. Yeah. I, I took like a year. Yeah. So I, I finished school in 2007 ish, seven and a half, 2000, between 2007 and 2008, because I took some time off. <clears throat> um, and then I think that's when I started doing the Bullshit Frank and Gorilla Joe comics, because I was working at this uh, cafe. It was called Cafe Pazzo. Uh, and it was this like, it's this great place where like fifty only fifty people came in during the day and they were always the same people. And if someone new came in, it was like totally bizarre. But uh but I had a lot of free time because everyone would come in between like eleven and twelve and I had to be there from like ten thirty or eleven till four PM for the stragglers. So I would just draw these these like one page little strips of bullshit Frank and Gorilla Joe. Now was this I know um, talking to to James Stokoe and uh, Marley Zircone, uh just a name drop, um, they mentioned knowing you through, I guess it was DeviantArt. Yeah, no, there was, this, um, there was this website uh, that this guy Gabe and um, 
Kevin did. It was called like a like Intervoid or whatever, and it was a comics battle website <laughs> where you like drew comics and uh, I guess I did that too. Yeah, I forgot about that. Oh yeah, yeah, that's where I met James and Marley because they would make a you made up like a guy, you made up like a fighter guy, and then you uh, got paired. You could like challenge another person's fighter guy, and then you could you drew you each drew a comic where you uh, uh, fought your guy and the other guy's guy in whatever way you wanted. It could just be a three-page comic about whatever. And whoever's comic was better, or because people voted on it or whatever, um, won the battle. So yeah, yeah, that was fun. I remember that. Um, what about was that? Oh, uh, that was when I was I was doing that. I th I don't know when they started it. I feel like I started doing that right right about when they started it, and then I did it for maybe like two years. I feel I think I was in college when I did it. Okay. And then I and then I kind of stopped because I got distracted or busy or something. So it's probably around two, between two thousand two and two thousand four, ish. So maybe. Jane, and James would have been pretty young at that point. Yeah, James was like. Just like came out of the womb and was drawing comics, I think. He's probably and uh, yeah, and he was in it. He was doing a lot. Like he made stuff. You know that guy just draws all the time and a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so he was. Uh, I think he did a lot of stuff. But then he was doing other stuff too. I don't know. Yeah. Were, were you big into video games at that time too? Uh, I was into video games in in high school. And I think I kind of stopped when school when I became a college in college. Although maybe I didn't. I wasn't super into video games. I was always really bad at video games, uh, for some reason. But I would play fighting games, and I liked some of the Final Fantasy games. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I know because oh, I saw the Sonic in your in your Chris story. Oh yeah, I love Sonic on Genesis. I really did love Sonic. Yep. This is this is weird because like I don't even think about any of this anymore or anything. I just don't think back. So, is it just like your comics are just kind of like a melting pot of everything you think about, and it just kind of jumps on the page? Yeah, I think it's just like like some like at this point or not now, but at the point when I was drawing Cuss, I think or the thing for Cuss, I think that uh, it was just kind of like ah Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, it was like a subconscious guy floating in my mind, you know? Yeah. I wasn't really thinking about it. I was just like, I'll draw Sonic. So.
Rav is kind of your your sustained ongoing. Um, was that something you wanted to start like as a bigger project? Because you're saying you're doing bullshit Frank and Gorilla Joe as kind of one pagers. What was the uh, idea with doing Rav? Rav was yeah, it was well no, I just kind of uh yeah I don't I didn't think I would I guess I didn't think I would keep doing it, but I also didn't think I would um I didn't really think about the future of it. I was just like oh I'll I'll draw this thing. And then I just kind of kept going, and now I I think of it as something that should keep going, just because I like I like doing it. But in the beginning, I don't think I really thought one way or the other about it. <clears throat> but I wanted because uh because yeah, bullshit Frank and Gorilla Joe was like one one offs or whatever. And then I wanted there to be like a continuous. I wanted to make something with a continuous story, whether that story would, whether I thought that story would go as far as it did. Now. Uh, I don't think I thought that far ahead, but I just wanted like to make a comic-y comic mm-hmm. about guys doing stuff, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about the process of doing, say, a Rav comic. Like, mm-hmm. what's your... Is it just like you're just telling and making it up as you go along? Do you have something in mind? Um... Uh, it's mostly making it up as I go along. But then, like, <clears throat> once I finish one, there'll be certain things that are, like, set up, and then I'll be like, oh, because this thing happened, maybe next time I'll make this thing happen, or this would be good to happen, or whatever. But I don't have, like, I can't say that I have a, a plan, or that there's, like, a definitive endpoint. <laughs> yeah. I think the idea is that it's just, like, um... Uh, let me think about what I'm going to say. Comics that, uh, I mean, it's more about the guys in it than it is about any particular story or like action or going on. on. It's just like about guys interacting with other guys or whatever, or girls interacting with other guys or the, the characters interacting with each other kind of. Yeah. And then the situations lend to that, but the situations are secondary. Um, working, doing your work, um, we, I mentioned Fort Thunder earlier. Um, mm-hmm. Did that affect you when you had started reading, say, Brinkman or Chippendale or CF's work? Um, or did it kind of tap in something you were already doing? I think, uh, because I, I saw... Um... I think I saw Brian's work for the first time when I had finished school. Well, no, he came, uh, he came in, we had a senior critique and he came <laughs> and was the, one of the senior critique guys that would come because he was around town, you know, and our teacher knew him and, uh, it is homemade pants and his homemade pants. I don't know. Does he, I don't know if he still wears homemade pants, but did he wear homemade pants? I thought he made his own pants. That's what someone had told me. <laughs> I don't know if he makes his own pants. I wouldn't put a bass in, but I don't know. Seems like he just wears regular pants. I don't know. But he came and uh, and did a, a critique or whatever, and then everyone was like, oh, this guy. And I was like, I don't know who this guy is. But then I read one of his comics. Or no, he, uh, he, he made a mini, what was it called? Uh, Battlestar Galacticrap. Yeah, Galacticrap. Yeah. And video and he, he uh sold them at this video store that my um friend worked at, Acme Video in Providence. And um and my friend was like, Oh, you should see this comic. You'd like it. So I bought one of those and then I was like, Oh, you can just make your own comics <laughs> in a book and then like give them out, which had never occurred to me before. Yeah. Cause I'd always made comics but I never like put them together in a book or like a zine or whatever to give out or sell or whatever. So that was kind of like the first time I was like, oh, duh, you can do this really simple thing that it never occurred to me before. And then um, and then I think from that, from seeing that you could do that, <laughs> I then started making like little comics or whatever in book form to give out or sell. You were one of the, if it seems right, me looking at many comics I've picked up while doing the show. You're one of the earlier folks to really start tapping into using the Ristograph. 
Am I right or am I way off? I think that you are right. <laughs> <laughs> um, my my roommate Xander, Xander uh, has had a risograph. Risograph. I'm I'm gonna say risograph just because that's how I'm used to saying it. Say it and, how you want. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, "Oh, you can use my thing. I'll show you how to use it. You know, just buy me supplies back or whatever." And I was like, "Okay." So then I started printing Rav on that. I think it was probably the first thing I printed. And then I'd silk screen the covers for Rav. But then I stopped doing that because I got lazy. <laughs> but. Uh, and then I went to a couple shows with it or whatever, and people were like, oh, this looks cool. Is this silkscreen? And I was like, nah, nah. And then the third show I went to, uh, and I think, like, Ryan would look at them and be like, oh, this looks cool. And then the third show I, I went to, it, like, clicked. And Ryan was like, wait, what is this machine? Like, maybe it wasn't Ryan. Maybe it was someone else. It was like, what is this machine? How do I get one? Like, what the fuck is the deal? And then I was like, oh, it's this machine, blah, blah, blah. And then I think a bunch of other people came up and were like, what is this machine? Like, And then I got like a, a shit ton of emails being like, can you tell me more about this thing? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. So now everyone has one. And I, I don't think that it was solely, I think it was just like that collective consciousness thing happens when like everyone starts thinking about something. But anyway, Xander uh, picked one up because I think she went to a artist residency in Belgium. Maybe Belgium? What else is, has, anyway. And they like use a risograph and do like crazy like seven layer prints on them. So I think that is I think that maybe that is the somewhat accurate retelling of the risograph comic book story. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so having that in your house has made it a lot easier for you to make comics. Yeah, yeah. I'm I since moved. I'm I'm not. I now got my own risograph. I got my own one last year. Because there was a deal on one in Massachusetts, and I grabbed it. Mm. Yeah, but it's like it's like five feet away from me right now. No, it's like three feet away from me. I'm like my cat's on it. It's great. Paul just came over and used it. Paul, who does Monster, just came over and used it for this little mini zine. He uh, he uh, is printing for Cake. Paul was it? Paul Lions, yeah. Lions. Mm -hmm. And there is there's gonna be another monster. Is there gonna be another monster? Yeah, he's he's printing it. Yeah, he just got uh they just got an offset press. Oh crazy. Him and Roby, so I think that um uh but the offset press they're still figuring out how to work it, so <laughs> um he was gonna make like a mini thing on the offset press for cake, but now it's like partial partially off offset, partially risographed. And uh, it, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. And then I was I was gonna say, and then I think he's putting out like the next monster in three increments or something or, or I don't know yeah okay whatever yeah what was your question <laughs> I don't know um your story in the most recent monster is pretty awesome um is that the first time you'd worked that big uh doing comics I should say that's a I can't remember I think that I think that I used to <clears throat> work bigger using making comics before I figured out you could just make your own little zines or whatever. Because um, I thought that's how you were supposed to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't think I'd worked that big in a while, but I was I was glad to again. And yeah, I, I think that was a good story. I like that one. My story for this next monster isn't quite as good, but whatever. <laughs> Let's go. 
I feel like when I look at your work, um, you try and like, and this is why I think the monster thing works so well is like each page, like you're trying to like have this like horror horrific image and like, you're not trying to like dense up the page. It's just, that's what you're trying to do with the page. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wait, what do you mean? Like just have, have the page as an image in itself and just, have, Oh yeah. You know, it's yeah. not necessarily as much focused on, um, cramming a bunch of information say some folks may do with that kind of big size page but just like how horrific an image you can get on the page yeah you mean like scratch scratchy or like uh just like gross just gross or just like shocking or or not necessarily shocking but just like impactful mm. yeah i guess i've never thought about that yeah because i just gotta do it like i don't really plan it out so it's just kind of like as it comes, but maybe it just it does end up that way. <laughs> Would you consider your work horror? Um, uh, uh, I don't think I would. Uh, I think that sometimes that's like a secondary thing that happens, but I don't think it's the, the main thing. Why do you think it's a secondary thing? Like what is, what is it in there? Um, I guess it's just like as a result of what I'm thinking about sometimes the way to illustrate that is horror <laughs> <laughs> but it's not I'm not like oh I'm gonna make a horror comic or like oh I'm gonna make a murder comic or something it's yeah. just kind of like whatever I mean not that I've ever made a murder comic but uh <laughs> <laughs> you know, or whatever. Just, I'm not sure. <laughs> you gonna start doing some crime noir? Yeah, I was. I, I was. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Um, there's a couple of things I was thinking about looking at your at your work. Is like the horror element, and I'm also wondering. Um, do you play a lot of RPGs at any point? Uh, when I was younger, I did in high school. I think, yeah. I would play role-playing games. And the only game I really still play now, uh, in the wintertime for a couple months, I'll play Warcraft 3, <laughs> which is a real-time strategy game, uh, which I love. But I try not to let myself play it too much because I can get like into it. But I'm also awful. I'm awful at that game. I've never gotten better. Well, I get a little bit better, but... I like to play those dudes. I I like to play other people on the internet, you know, in real time or whatever. Yeah. And they're just so much better at it than I am. <laughs> you got to put in the time to really make it work. Yeah, totally. I guess. One thing I was thinking about when you're mentioning, um, like, going to Massachusetts to get a Risso is just, like, how um, it's interesting being on the East Coast like that, New England, and how you really there's access to a lot of stuff there that you wouldn't necessarily have anywhere else. Um, like, say, <clears throat> Old Rissos or Paul getting an offset press. And I'm wondering what that's like um, artistically like because like there's also lots of empty spaces. I remember taking the train <laughs> from Vermont down to New York uh, for Brooklyn, not this year, but the year before, and just seeing just like how everything was emptied out. Yeah. Yeah, there's like yeah, there's like old stuff around and there's like a, a lot of it. And I find that if you need something or you want something, you can probably find it pretty easily for a reasonable price. <laughs> Which is maybe my hobby a little bit, but um Yeah, in terms of empty spaces like Yeah, there's just like a lot of room in New England, but like in cities there are like, you know, like in Providence, there's less and less cheap empty spaces and stuff like that. And maybe that'll change again because, you know, the economy's awful or whatever. But, um. Has it hit there pretty hard? Yeah, Rhode Island's a little, like, a little fucked up, I think. <laughs> uh, I guess the unemployment's pretty bad. Uh, I don't know. It's just like. But people keep trying to do stuff. Like, they keep trying to. Like downtown, they've uh, in Providence, they've like revitalized it or whatever. 
and they put a lot of money into that and then there's like this one and downtown's tiny it's like maybe like two square miles if that uh but they put a lot of money into like making it nice and like getting nice shops in there so like tourists can come and like buy expensive things or whatever or quirky things <clears throat> but uh it's funny just like seeing the shops go in and then like a year later go out of business or five years later go out of business or two years later yeah it's just not sustainable yeah it's just not sticking but uh which is fine because i would rather there not be quirky expensive shops <laughs> nearby me but you know yeah. <laughs> yeah you do a lot of work with uh the ever popular mr deforge and you guys have been doing shit together for a long time um tell me about how you guys got connected uh, I don't remember. <laughs> oh, uh, I don't know. I think, I think, uh, I think our first time we spent digitally together was, and, uh, you know that guy, Corey Lewis? Of course you do. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, uh, like Mr. A, Scott Pilgrim himself. Mm-hmm. Mr. Scott Pilgrim himself. <laughs> yeah, a little, um, uh, I'm sorry, my cat is digging through plastic bags right now, so I'm just gonna move a plastic bag real fast. <laughs> I hate the sound of crinkling plastic bags. <laughs> but uh, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. So there was this forum that um, Corey had uh, linked to his website or whatever. And it was around the same time I was doing that uh, that comic battle thing yeah. with James. And then people were just like, I obviously had nothing to do because I was just on the internet all the freaking time. But, um, uh, yeah, and people would like, post I don't know you know just like normal forum stuff people would like post drawings they made or like uh, questions they had about whatever and um uh, yeah so I think he was on there but I don't know if I knew he was on there we didn't know each other maybe <clears throat> but I don't know when the first time we did anything together was maybe it was like Ryan one of Ryan's edited things maybe like Electric Ant or something yeah uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Because yeah, I was noticing the second one, the inside, front and back covers are oh uh, yeah pieces by you guys. Yeah, we did do that together. Uh, yeah, Ryan was like, "I want you guys to do this thing together," and we were like, "All right." <laughs> and then we did it, and uh, I wish I had done my part better, but you know, whatever. Oh, and then we did uh for James's orc stain. We drew an orc stain fan art together. That was kind of fun. Was that the cover that still has to be printed, or is it? Um, no, DeForge did a cover that may or may not have been printed already, and then I did a cover, and then um, and then we we wanted to collaborate on a back cover. Okay. But I think the back cover was like too naughty for image or something, <laughs> so he might. Uh, put it inside, like inside back cover or something. I'm not sure. <laughs> so we work together on that. How do you guys do that? I don't know. I think we send like digital f- files, like PSDs or something back and forth. And he has, he works solely on the computer and yeah. I, because I draw on the, on the, um, I draw on paper and then scan it and then edit in, in the computer. <clears throat> uh, I guess he just drew it in the computer and I just scanned stuff and put it in the image and then colored it on the computer. Oh, okay. So you did the coloring yeah. on it. Yeah. I think I've, that's the piece that is like half of it, like the bottom, like it's kind of chopped in half down the middle, like diagonally. Is that uh, Yeah. Maybe, did I give you that, that original thing for that guy? Yeah. Yeah, it's like the drawing I made was like, yeah, it was just like one half, but diagonal. And then the rest got put in on the computer. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> but you guys do a lot of stuff together. Like, there's uh, there seems like a really good camaraderie. Like, the first time I'd seen your work was uh, at Ape when you guys were sitting together. Yeah. Um... Yeah, that was that was a 
yeah, we sat. I, yeah, we sat next to each other. Maybe that's the first time I met him. <laughs> no, it couldn't have been. I don't know. But yeah, that was a fun show. Except San Francisco is. I don't. I can't say that I like San Francisco. <laughs> but I did have fun at that thing. Yeah. I think that's when Ryan Sands made me have a shot of vodka followed up with a shot of kimchi. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Weird. Sounds like a Ryan Sands thing to do. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but Anne Koyama was there, and she was like, oh, you should sit at this table with us. Yeah. And I was like, cool, why not? And she's been super supportive of your work, hasn't she? Yeah, she has, She definitely has. And she's super supportive of Michael, too. Yeah. <clears throat> Obviously, maybe that's obvious. <laughs> oh yeah and he he and her edited a uh, anthology called root rot and then i had a drawing in there that was like three years ago maybe mm-hmm. um it was just like a drawing anthology <laughs> from pictures uh yeah do you approach something like that a little different than your comics or is it still just kind of very similar style uh i think the drawing style is similar because it's like kind of all I have <laughs> or like it's all I could do or whatever um but uh yeah I usually I guess usually if I'm making one drawing for a thing it's usually kind of nicer looking or I spend more time on it yeah than I would if it was a page for a comic so what do you have uh that you're working on right now uh well I just finished RAV 6 and then I was gonna start working on the seventh one, but uh, um, I didn't <laughs> yet. I'm kind of taking a little break, maybe. But I, uh, what did I just do? I just finished this really dumb space comic for um, that Portuguese anthology, Lodical. I don't know it. Uh, yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's Portuguese. Yeah. So I just made a space comic probably last week about, yeah, a spaceman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's all I've been doing. What else have I been doing? Oh, um, DeForge was talking about making a, a cop comic with me. <laughs> of, uh, crime noir. <laughs> uh, so, so I drew a couple of really, really, really crappy short comics by which i mean like three panels of this cop com this cop guy this is a long-term plan i mean i feel like me and him always talk about doing like comics together but we never get it together uh so this may never happen (laughs) (laughs) it probably won't ever happen but you know it's fun to try yeah it'll be awesome nonetheless Mm -hmm. i hope so well, thank you for taking the time to chat comics with me today, Mickey. Yeah, no problem. A reminder, folks, I've been talking to Mickey Zakili. Uh, her work is the Rav mini comic series, Bullshit Frank and Gorilla Joe. See, I got it right this time. Yeah. Uh, the latest Kuss as well. Uh, you've got work in Sundays 4 and 5. I don't have 5 yet, but I have 4. Oh, That's I'm good. only in Sundays 4. The fifth one I had to drop out of. Oh, bummer. I know. I feel bad. Yeah. As well as Mother News, Rub the Blood, and I think I mentioned Monster. I'll mention it again. Um, thank you so much, Mickey. Oh, and Thickness. Can't oh, yeah, the thickness. thickness. The Thickness. Thank you so much, Mickey, and I uh, hope you have a great day. You too.